Do you know who the hero of the two worlds is? Ciao! Siamo Gabriele e Angelique. Benvenuti nel nostro podcast. We are passionate language learners and we record for you the language learning podcast we'd like to play when we learn new languages. Our podcast in mixed English and simple Italian helps beginners and intermediate Italian language learners enjoy engaging content about Italy, its language, and its culture since day zero of their language learning journey. Today, we'll be talking about the one and only Giuseppe Garibaldi, one of the most famous Italian heroes who spent his life fighting for freedom and unified Italy. Being known as the hero of the two worlds, you'll see his monuments everywhere in Italy as well as in Latin America. In this episode, you will find out why everybody should know about this brave man who fought for freedom in Italy and in many more countries across the world. He was not fighting out of spite or desire to become famous. He just believed that every person deserves freedom. Because of his democratic ideals, in a time of monarchies, he was not well liked by the royal political leaders of his time. And yet, people of all social classes loved him so much that he was a worldwide recognized hero during his lifetime. Listen now to our conversation and learn more about one of Italy's most famous historical figures. Bentornati ragazzi! Al nostro podcast The Italian Escape. Welcome back everyone. So if you're new to the podcast, you might want to check out our previous episodes, but basically our podcast is catered to beginners and intermediate learners. And uh, we will be talking about anything about Italy, its people, its history, and so on. And we'll be doing it both in Italian and in English. Esatto, Angie. Esatto. E oggi we have a very interesting topic to discuss, one I care about, which is Garibaldi, the so-called, so-named hero of the two worlds. E qui sono curioso, how many people do you think uh, know Garibaldi nowadays? I mean, aside from aside, Italians. Aside from Italian, yeah. Maybe some people. I mean, he was quite popular in South America, I think, right? I mean, ci sono i monumenti di lui. Love. Yeah. And not all of them, like, cheer cheer for him, let's say. Davvero? Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, this will be maybe a, a bit different episode compared to the other ones. I will try, guys, to tell you some anecdotes about the life of this great Italian man. Then we'll hear some comments from Angie. Yeah, I so, mean, this is not my history. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a class for me. <laughs> okay, so let's begin, let's begin. Chi è questo allora, tipo? Giuseppe Garibaldi. Um, è famoso in Italia per... Uh, Motivo molto semplice, è un po' il nostro George Washington. È l'uomo che tradizionalmente si considera abbia creato l'Italia, abbia realizzato l'Italia unita. Quindi in questo senso è un po' simile a George Washington e ad altri uh, eroi nazionali 
di altre nazioni come per esempio um, il generale Bonifacio sì, delle Filippine. Delle Filippine e Andres Bonifacio. Esatto, esatto. Um, quindi Garibaldi è famoso perché ha completato diciamo la prima unificazione d'Italia nel 1861. Ma Garibaldi è molto più di un generale, un uomo che ha conquistato l'Italia. Era un vero e proprio mito all'epoca. I can tell. Esatto, ma non solo in Italia, in tutto il mondo. Pensa che, ti racconto questa storia, ah, Garibaldi aveva alcuni figli illegittimi, so some, really? yeah, some bastards, let's say. <ride> E eh, una di queste figlie si trovava in un'isola del Mediterraneo agli arresti domiciliari. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what she did, but she was like confined in her home. E um, scrisse una lettera a suo padre, Garibaldi, per chiedere aiuto. And the only thing she did was to drop the letter outside their home and it was just written for General Garibaldi okay and uh, just like that one week after Garibaldi received the letter because it was so famous everybody knew where to send the letter really oh it's like any celebrity but anyone knows the address yeah but yeah and at the time when I mean you couldn't just Look it up online. No. Right? Oh, Garibaldi, conosco Garibaldi, andiamo, andiamo. Exactly, it was really a celebrity. A celebrity. Pensa che, un altro aneddoto, non mi ricordo esattamente quando, ma a un certo punto Garibaldi fu invitato in Inghilterra. What? Sì, fu invitato in Inghilterra dai nobili, una duchessa, un duca. Ok. E... Uh, Fu, era così famoso che quando sbarcò, penso a Portsmouth. Portsmouth, yeah, it's in the penso south of England, yeah. Or Plymouth, I don't remember. Anyway, like the Admiralty prepared war games for him. And when he reached London, there was a crowd of 500,000 people just to be there and to cheer for him. And they were, I mean, Garibaldi was just traveling in this um, uh, couch. And coach, I think. Uh, coach, not couch, sorry, this coach. And um, the crowd was pressing on the coach so much that when he finally arrived at the palace where he was staying, like he left the coach and the coach just, just obliterated. destroyed, obliterated because it was so <laughs> under pressure. It was ma the crowd è, itself. Ma, ma questo scared. è vero o no? Perché non so chi era il, la re, il re o la, regi, la regina a questo punto. Uh, so the queen should be, I think, Queen Victoria. Ok. And the queen didn't like it so much. Perché Garibaldi era un repubblicano. Certo. <ride> sì, so. Um, quando fece l'Italia unita quando unificò l'Italia consegnò quello che aveva conquistato al re d'Italia all'epoca era il re del Piemonte perché 
era un uomo anche pragmatico sapeva mm-hmm. che eh, se voleva realizzare l'Italia unita doveva appoggiarsi a uno stato importante dell'Italia e a quel tempo era il Piemonte il regno delle due um, il regno di Sardegna so let me get this ma, straight aspetta ma ok ma he was a republican so he really believed for into republic as the ultimate like uh, government form so it was a very controversial and uh, but nobility was not a fan like the monarchy was not a fan of him let's say that they tolerated him because he was a real hero so let me get this straight he leaned onto the monarch even though the monarch didn't like him because he was a republican that meant anti-monarchy esatto esatto e lo ha fatto perché capì che uh, era l'unico modo per poter unificare l'Italia. Ok. Ma, come dicevo, essendo un repubblicano, la monarchia eh, non lo adorava, certo. Ma eh, tanti nobili comunque sì. Quindi in Inghilterra, quando venne invitato, era già molto molto famoso e la regina non lo vedeva di buon occhio, diciamo. Ma nobili, patrizi, quindi ricchi e poveri, erano tutti in, uh, innamorati, innamorati in, uh, in, veramente eccitati dall'idea di conoscerlo. E gli mandavano lettere d'invito che venivano dai nobili e anche dalle società operaie. So, like this kind of... Uh, It's a people's society that were just... Uh, um, like say, workers' association, right? Uh, uh, hmm? Like workers' association. Yeah, workers' association that were just uh, uh, starting to appear in that period. And he would go there because he identified himself as a worker. He was a very humble man. So he would accept the invite of the nobility. So maybe one even, evening he was uh, just attending dinner... Uh, with the duchess of, I don't know, something. And then the dinner after, he would be at, the, at an event of the workers' society of, I don't know, of Masons. Which is interesting because um, I don't know how Washington is, but to be well accepted by all social classes is a rare thing to happen. Yeah. It is a shame that it's not well known as it should be because he was a very inspiring man. He was a simple man, to the point that some believed that he was stupid. Really? But how sì. was he, like, well-educated? Ah, sì. Era un uomo educato, aveva studiato, conosceva le lingue, conosceva il francese, conosceva l'italiano, conosceva l'inglese. E infatti, ti racconto un altro episodio. Allora, Garibaldi, quando era ragazzo ha iniziato a lavorare come marinaio. Ok, so for people who don't know what marinaio is, is a type of person who works in, by the sea. Sailor. Is a sailor. Uh, perché Garibaldi è nato a Nizza, Nice, now in France, e gli piaceva il mare, quindi si arruolò e partì come mozzo, quindi so like the simplest sailor, sulle navi mercantili. E... Girava tutto il Mediterraneo, andava in Crimea 
e all'epoca diciamo i mari non erano proprio sicuri no certo e quindi in uno dei suoi viaggi fu, la sua nave fu attaccata dai pirati like a classic you know storybook line esatto esatto fu attaccata dai pirati e Garibaldi che era un coraggioso combatté e fu ferito ok fu ferito e allora la nave mercantile su cui viaggiava lo lasciò a Istanbul eh? sì lo lasciò a Istanbul perché era ferito e quindi per guarire mm. era meglio diciamo essere non per mare ma a terra ok sì makes sense makes sense right so the ship left him in Istanbul and here he joined the Italian community in Istanbul Mm-hmm. And there was also a thriving Genoese community, as we know, because like Genoese Obviously. always had uh, like their whole neighborhood in Istanbul. Volta. Mm-hmm. And to earn his living, he worked as a private tutor for a family there. So teaching no. math, uh, English, French, because he was a very educated man. Quindi non è scemo. Well, he was educated, but some people would say he was stupid because his uh, way of thinking was simple. Yes, eh, very okay. simple. So, uh, he really believed in his principles and he would follow his principles everywhere. Like, for example, a very simple example of this is when he was already famous, at some point there was the war in the United States between the North and the South. So, in the beginning of the war, the North was really not doing well. He was already a very famous uh, general, so mm-hmm. they asked him if he wanted to come, become a general in the Army of the North, and help them fight the South. Okay. And Garibaldi was very simple, and he said, um, when the envoy came, the envoy asked vorrebbe unirsi alla nostra causa, combattiamo anche... Uh, diciamo contro il sud per i diritti eccetera mm. e Garibaldi chiese ma combattete per liberare gli schiavi o per un altro motivo and the envoy said of course to like um, yeah we also do it to free the, the black people e Garibaldi chiese e il presidente Lincoln ha mai detto che volete combattere contro il sud per liberare gli schiavi? And then Voice said, well, actually, no, he didn't yet, but that's what he meant. He meant. And Garibaldi said, va bene. Quando Lincoln dirà che la guerra è per liberare gli, schia- gli schiavi, chiamatemi e verrò. What? So weird. Yeah, because he didn't fight out of uh, spite, out of... Uh, um, Anger anger or out of the desire of becoming famous he just believed in the freedom of the people in the right of having mm, your own freedom to be able to vote for who represents you and so he would only join wars whose goal was freedom to enlarge increase let's say the freedom of the people so that's why also he try to conquer and unify Italy because that was a way to give more freedom to the Italian people who at the time were under the rule of several uh, foreign uh, countries. Sì, 
forse non tanti dei nostri ascoltatori sa che Italia era molto divisa. Yeah, yeah, that this is maybe for another episode where because also the way Italy became a united Italy is a very interesting story, but anyway, that's the reason why Garibaldi fought. And um, indeed, like the process of unification of Italy was very long. And uh, at some point, uh, Garibaldi, when he was still younger, uh, right after working as a sailor in the merchant navy, he joined the first uh, rebellion to get gain more freedom in Italy. Mm -hmm. But this rebellion were uh, clashed by the monarchs of the time. Okay. So Garibaldi was uh, uh, sentenced for death and he had to flee and he fled to South America. Per quello è diventato, diventato famoso per due mondi, perché uno è di Italia, esatto. o Europa forse, Europa, l'altra è quella di Sud America. Exactly, so like a real Italian, what he did is that he ended up in the South America, in Argentina, I think, or Brazil, I don't remember. I, I don't know, he met a Brazilian know, Brazil, girl. Brazil, Brazil, not Brazil, it was Brazil, and the, I mean, what did he know? Uh... What job did he know? He was a sailor, so he started sailing. Then he was an Italian, and so what did he do? He started with some of his friends, a company which was shipping pasta in Brazil. No way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so cool, isn't it? <laughs> it is interesting, yeah, yeah. I've never thought that he would be doing a shipping company in pasta. <laughs> esatto, esatto. E anche perché Garibaldi non è mai stato un uomo ricco, e non ha mai chiesto, um, diciamo, una ricompensa economica per le guerre che ha combattuto. E quindi lui, in maniera molto semplice, magari un giorno era generale, comandava decine di migliaia di uomini per la libertà, poi la guerra finiva e lui tornava a fare il capitano di marina mercantile. Hi again. Angelic here. Hope you're enjoying our episode so far. I'm now grabbing this opportunity to tell you more about two new features of the Italian Escape podcast. If you're feeling lost and are one of those people that like to read our conversations while listening, then you're in luck. You can now find transcripts to our episodes in our website. Our basic transcripts are and will always be free because we really want to give everybody better tools and content to learn the language we love. Yet, we decided to open a Patreon account to give you guys the chance to support us and help us creating new and engaging content for learning Italian. For you, our Patreons, we created a few special gifts to reward and thank you for your support. In the first tier, for the enthusiastic learners, you will get our enhanced transcripts with time reference and color coding to jump right to the Italian you quite did not get. In the second tire, reserved for the fast and furious Italian learners, you will find our most precious gift, the proficiency vocabulary lists, where you will find all the Italian words used in the episode categorized by proficiency level. No matter your level, with our proficiency vocabulary lists, You can jump straight to the words you need to learn and filter out the noise. So what are you waiting for? 
Head to our Patreon now and be part of our community, where more rewards are waiting for you. Alright, thanks again for listening, and now, let's head back to our episode. Secondo te, in your humble opinion, was he like a strategist? I mean, if you were able to convince the whole of Italy to unify from the south to the north, you would have to have some foresight or some military thinking. Um, era un ottimo stratega militare, ma era un idealista. Non era uno stratega politico. Diciamo che non ha l'ambizione di diventare un politico. Exactly. He didn't have that kind of ambition to become a politician. Um, era molto idealista. Quindi ogni volta che vedeva l'opportunità di combattere per la libertà si univa. Ma lo faceva perché ci credeva, non perché aveva altri fini. He didn't have second, like other goals. He just fought for freedom. Um, e infatti, um, alle, diciamo all'epoca quando si trovava in Brasile, ha combattuto in almeno due guerre, diciamo, di, di indipendenza. Una è stata uh, quella dell'Uruguay e una quella per la Repubblica del Rio Grande. Rio Grande, eh, Brasile, no. Rio Grande adesso è uno stato del Brasile perché ha perso. Quindi ah. ha perso la guerra ed è, e quindi è ritornato a far parte del Brasile. E, e, e alcuni proprio, come ti dicevo, lo ritenevano un po' sciocco, no? un po' stupido. Uh, pensa che quando la, combatteva per l'Uruguay contro il Brasile, direi, sì, contro il Brasile contro l'Argentina, anyway, quando combatteva per l'Uruguay, a un certo punto la guerra andava avanti da un po' e, e gli inglesi inviarono un emissario so they sent, the British sent an invoice to try to uh, to find uh, an agreement uh, and they went to Uruguay and they spoke to the local politician and they said when they wrote their report they said um, like all of these people in Uruguay they're just so corrupt they just think of their own self-interest and this freedom, these uh, freedom principles that they allegedly fought for, it's just like fake. The English has scritto. Yeah, yeah, this is the report of the British. Oh. Uh, but we have to note that there is only one man that is worthy of fighting for freedom and that is Garibaldi, Admiral Garibaldi. <laughs> Yeah, it was like it was like that. And another time, like when it was like Rio Grande against Brazil, uh, Garibaldi era un generale molto bravo. E quindi riusciva a vincere anche con forze contro un esercito molto più armato o superiore. Non vinceva sempre, ma spesso. E allora i brasiliani decisero di provare a comprarlo, a corromperlo. Eh? E provarono a dargli qualsiasi somma di denaro, ma anche lì l'emissario, the envoy, tried to buy him, but he had to reply, like, there's no sum of money that will allow us to buy this general. Mm. And he was not getting, not even a pay, like, he didn't want to be paid. 
So he was doing that for free all the time. He's hmm. never been a rich man. He is a man of values, let's say. Ma secondo te è un stoico da questo punto di vista perché è molto umile, non è troppo ambizioso, ha la pazienza. I don't know. A stoic. I'm trying to find the faults here, but I'm not seeing the faults. He's well, a man, but he should have faults. Well, he had some bastards, so <laughs> <laughs> I guess he liked women. Uh, yeah, even though he married one, yeah. a Brazilian girl, who was also famous in South America, Anita Garibaldi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, he was arrested many times, but aside from some minor felonies when he was young, uh, it was always because of his political ideas. So, uh, well, I think, as usual, like, he is a Nero, so... Pro He was not a perfect man, for sure. But in his case, I would say that the, the bright, like the hero side and the, how to say, his deeds and uh, epic actions are so high that they outweighed any defect that for sure he had, like any man. And yeah, I can, I can think of him as a stoic guy, if you think of his life, yeah, a bit. That's interesting because not many, if I try to look for like a biopic or whatever of Garibaldi, non ci sono tanti materiali. Tanti sì, sono in italiano, ovviamente, perché è uno dei, questi, quelle persone che devi studiare durante la scuola, non lo so, media, superiore, non lo so. Però fuori Italia non ci sono tanti che parlano su Garibaldi, unless they're really addicted to the Italian history. È proprio vero. Eppure è un eroe che meriterebbe di essere conosciuto. Proprio perché era un uomo di ideali e al giorno d'oggi, secondo me, mancano uomini di ideali. Giusto. Si vede. Eh? Like, yeah. And he was so idealistic that sometimes he was like naive. For example, uh, when he united Italy, mm. he left from Genoa with uh, like a thousand men mm -hmm. and he conquered the whole of south of Italy. Okay. They're just with a thousand men, he received like reinforcement, of course, but that's not the point here. Mm -hmm. And at some point, he was like the dictator of the south of Italy. Dictator. Dictator unquote. meaning that he was like an absolute ruler because it was a general and it was under martial law. So he was like a dictator. Uh, by the way, even when he was like the, the master of the south of Italy, he made a lot of, um, that we would say, we could say some modern, uh, new laws, but among the very other things, he forgot to assign a salary to himself. <laughs> so as oh usual, my. it was like really like selfless. And anyway, to the point that. The king of Piemonte started to think, oh, maybe this guy just wants to become a new, a new king. Ah. So he left Piemonte with the army. He went uh -huh. down uh -huh. and he met like Garibaldi and the, uh -huh. he was ready to fight. But because he thought, okay, Garibaldi changed his mind and now he wants a south hold for him. Garibaldi just simply went to meet him and just hand the, the south of Italy over to the king. Like, I was like, 
yeah, yeah, like that. But so he handed the south of Italy over, and then he went back to his house. <laughs> and I'm like, just normally like that. Okay, I conquered it. Like my job I, is done. I unified done. Italy, and my job is done. I will just go and fish a bit. <laughs> yeah? yeah, like that. It says it was like that. Uh, era così famoso che fu nominato uh, senatore della, del Regno d'Italia. Per diventare un senatore non è facile, no? Non è facile, ma non era neanche impossibile. Eh, All'epoca l'Italia era una monarchia costituzionale. Uh, so a constitutional monarchy. So there was a parliament, but there was also the king. E, e un po' di tempo dopo, passato qualche mese, scoprì che uh, effettivamente il re era venuto giù in Sud Italia non per incontrarlo e ringraziarlo come pensava lui, ma perché si preparava a combatterlo. Yeah. He got so pissed that he went to Turin to the parliament and he just spoke against everybody else. Oh. And he just made a scene and it was like, uh, you should like be ashamed of yourself, how do you dare? And, oh. yeah, and so on. And uh, so it was like really this amazing man, selfless, idealistic, just, uh, idealistic believing the power of the ideas and fighting for what is right. And aside from being a great general. So really, I think that um, Garibaldi should be known better. And this story is really long. So I just told here some anecdotes. Yeah, because if people are interested, there are a lot of Italian websites and there's this Italian historian. I don't know. You listened a bit to him also as you did your research. Uh, Alessandro Barbero. Yeah. So he has a podcast. So for people who are into history and are super advanced with their Italian, because this is also difficult for me to listen to continuously. I need a break. If you listen to Alessandro Barbero, he has some episodes on Garibaldi and it's quite interesting. It's just that you need to be committed, let's say. Esatto, esatto. E I will finish with one last uh, anecdote, one last story. Mm -hmm. So, dopo l'unificazione d'Italia, a un certo punto c'è stata la guerra fra la Francia e la Germania, which at the time was the Prussia. Okay. All'inizio la Francia eh, odiava Napoleone, eh, scusa, odiava Garibaldi, okay. perché in Francia c'era l'imperatore Napoleone eh, e poi Garibaldi, diciamo, voleva, anche se era francese, ha sempre combattuto contro la monarchia o contro, uh, contro diciamo, era contro la Chiesa Cattolica, contro il, sì. o meglio era contro il potere temporale della Chiesa Cattolica so it was not like against the church it was against the church as a political identity yeah because uh, there is a, a papal because, state then yeah exactly because at the time it was a papal state so the, it was like for France and Garibaldi were not friends ma uh, durante questa guerra di franco-prussiana fra la Francia e la Prussia che era la Germania al tempo le cose stavano andando male per la Francia mm -hmm. e Garibaldi era questo generale, questa superstar molto famosa e a un certo punto la Francia ha chiesto a, a Garibaldi se voleva venire. Like no other choice. Perché Garibaldi è andato? Perché era il momento in cui la Francia era appena diventata una repubblica. Sì. 
E allora Garibaldi ha pensato, ok, io vado là perché questa è una guerra per la libertà. Uhuh. Esatto, non vado a combattere per conquistare la, la Russia, ma vado a difendere la Repubblica Francese. Uh-huh. And he was such a good general that he was basically the only general to hold uh, back the Germans and also the only general to ever conquer one German flag. So, uh-huh. esatto. Era uh, così famoso, così famoso, like he was so successful uh, and famous that che alla fine della guerra diventò anche un senatore, un parlamentare comunque, della Repubblica di Francia. Anche? Esatto, anche. E... Però comunque aveva le sue idee e eh. quando è andato a... a quando andò al Parlamento francese eh. a parlare, non lo, non lo volevano far entrare. Perché? Dicendogli, ma no, ma tu non sei francese, non puoi essere qua, la tua elezione, okay. la tua elezione non è valida. So he was so angry and upset that he left. And, uh, and after he left, Victor Hugo, who also the writer, you know, Victor yeah, Hugo. Yeah, the one who wrote Les Miserables. Esatto. He was so upset that he also... Uh, spoke in favor of Garibaldi against the other ones and then he was so disgusted that he also resigned and went away no and this is the end of it oh my gosh <laughs> it's like the moral lesson dici, gar- dici libertà Garibaldi ti garantisce <laughs> esatto esatto so guys I hope you really like to find out a bit more about this hero of the two worlds and this i just told you some stories, but really, if you, if you would like to look more into it, it's going to be worth your time. So if you like this kind of episode, there are many more inspiring stories coming from Italian uh, history and Italian famous characters. So please let, you, let us know if you'd like to hear more. Yeah, we'll be talking about the different facets of the Italian history which is enormous by the way so stay tuned so alla prossima ragazzi and as usual we hope you'll hear from us soon alla prossima ciao ciao, ciao, ciao.